Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing out there in the world on today? Welcome to Encouraging Moments with Marilyn, a podcast that is designed to give you an encouraging, uplifting, inspirational word from the Word of God for your everyday living. And I am your host, Marilyn, giving God glory on today for who he is, all of what he is, all of what he does, because he is Alpha Omega, beginning, ending, everlasting Father. He is the great God, the one who created man in his image after his likeness. He is the one who, who is our father, which is in heaven. Holy is his name. He's everything. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And I'm just grateful on today that I'm living to see another day. I'm able to open my mouth and speak. I'm able to lift my hands in praise and worship. I'm able to walk in the way that God would have me to walk, to talk in the way that God would have me to talk. Because if it had not been for him, then I wouldn't be here right now. If it had not been for the warnings that he gave me, and if it had not been for me being obedient to his word, then I wouldn't be here on today. And for that, I'm thankful. I'm very, very grateful. And so I give him glory, praise, and honor today in the name of his only begotten son, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. It is so. He's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder in my soul. Bless, bless his name. Hallelujah. Glory to God on today. Oh, he's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder in my soul. Bless his name. Cause can't nobody do us like Jesus. Ain't nobody do us like Jesus on today. I'm thinking about the prodigal son. And how he wanted his inheritance and he wanted it then. Like I want it now. So that's what we're going to be um, studying. We're going to be studying the prodigal son. And I'm going to try to take it slower. This time around, I've spoken about the prodigal son before, and this was years ago. You know, sometimes you can stop and start, stop and start, stop and start. Well, I'm starting again. <laughs> as, they, as they say, I'm starting this again. Because when God gives you something to do, then you, you have to continue with it no matter what comes up. You may have some technical difficulties. You may have to take a day off or so you and then come back. But whole year, I don't know about that one. But anyhow, um, like I said, starting again, um, speaking about the parables of Jesus, those parables that he spoke to the common people, to the ones that the Pharisees did not like. He spoke to sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. 
We all were sinners. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Pharisees, mm, they were high-minded. They felt that um, they had done everything that they could not to sin. And because they, they were in a religious position as the appointed ones to take the sacrifices um, in before God, um, uh, sons of Aaron and all of that, and inheritors uh, of the uh, the Abraham inheritors and, and all of that. Of course, my terminology is, is not exactly the way that it should be on that subject matter of Abraham, Abrahamic, but Abraham's children, that's who they was, they claimed to be. So, why would Jesus speak to these sinners? He came to save sinners. He came to save the lost. And so he did what he could to communicate with them and to let them know that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He let them know that they must repent of their sins. And so he used everyday language uh, to communicate with the sinners, some of which who did not have an opportunity, uh, a lot of who did not have the opportunity to stand in the synagogues to read from the Holy Scriptures. Some could not read, some could not write. And so he brought before them parables, uh, common language, so that he could tell them, about different events in the in the lives of different people who were lost, but then they were found, who were dead, and they came alive again. So th this parable is in Luke, the 15th chapter, the 11th through the 32nd verse. And so I'm going to read this to you. On today, you know, in in this day and time, and in, in season, some people got they not reading their Bible. So that is the equivalency of not reading and not putting the word in your heart, so that the Holy Spirit can uh, interpret that word for you. So, there are preachers that preach, teachers that teach, people that take the gospel all over the world so that many people can hear and sinners can come back, come back to Jesus, come back to God through Jesus. And so, this parable goes like this. It says, and he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of God's, of goods that follows to me. And he divided unto them his living. It says, and he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that follows to me. And he divided unto them his living is the stuff that they would have get, gotten, you know, probably after he had died. But he wanted it now while he was yet alive, living and breathing. Give me what's mine now. 
Well, have you ever done something that you wish you had not done? I know he he wished that he had not asked for his portion right then and there. Because at this point, he is highly immature. At this point in, in the prodigal son or the lost son's life, he's young. He's the younger one. And some may call him the foolish one. I want mine now. I want to spend it now. I want to do what I got to do now. It says, in not many days, 13 verse says, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Wow, living. He went to a far country. Now, not only, okay, he asked for everything that was due him, but he went to a far country. He went away from his father's house. He went away from his father's house into a distant country where he didn't know anybody. But he lived... He wasted his substance with riotous living, wild living, with people that he didn't know, who didn't know him. It's just like some of us who have gone away from the house of God and who have went out into the world. And see, that, that far country is the world. And we're supposed to be in the world, but not of it. But this son, he became of it. Because he began to live a riotous life, a wild life, a dysfunctional life, an undisciplined life, a life filled with sin, doing sinful acts. This is like some, you know, like some of us who've been out there, did what we were going to do, backslidden state. It says, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. It says, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. See, after he had spent all of what he had, then he needed something else. He had spent all the goods that was due him. Everything that he was supposed to have, he spent it on people that did not care about him, on folks that did not know him, people that did not care about him. And isn't that like some of us? We go out and we spend time with people that don't care about us, with people who could care less that we don't have anything. We, we spend our time on people who don't know our value, don't know who our father is. And some of them, they claim to know him, but really don't know him. And we allow that to affect us in a negative way. We spend all this time 
and energy towards people who don't love us, people who could care less about us, people thinking about their, you know, thinking about how they think about us, thinking about how to please them. See, he used his money to please people that did not care about him. He used his money on people, on wildlife, wild living, on people who could care less whether or not he lived or died. He said, and he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. These swine, they was not on an all-natural diet. They was not on an organic diet. These swines, they were not, they were not on the best fruits and vegetables. These swines, they, they, they collected in their bodies worms. The pig, one of the most filthiest creatures on earth, will eat anything. And the Jews were not supposed to touch it because it's so nasty. Don't even touch it. That's how nasty the meat is. That's how filthy he is. And he had to go out and feed these swine. Just like he was feeding these people and living this riotous life. He was living in filth. That's where he was at this point in time in his life. He was in filth. Our righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. He was living his life in filth. A nasty type of life. A simple kind of life. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. That means he, he put himself in a situation to where he had to lend his services out to somebody. What was he getting paid? He said, and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. No man gave unto him. And when he came to himself. See, when he learned that he was by himself, it said no man gave unto him. When he learned that nobody was going to help him, nobody was on his side. The citizen that he joined himself to thought more of his swine than him. He was a nothing and a nobody in a land where he was unrecognized. And he was not valued. And he was used and abused. And he was knocked down to a position of a loss. Everything was lost. Have you ever gotten into a position to where everything, it seemed like everything was lost. It seemed like you had came down to your last point. You were all broken down. You were in your brokenness. See, he was in a broken state. He had been broken all the way down. Into his broken state. He had lost everything. 
And yes, it was his fault. He did that. He did that. He's the one that asked for his portion. Give me the portion of the goods that fall to me. He is the one that went out there and messed up. Like some of us. Yes, we went out there. We messed up. Royally messed up. Did some wrong stuff around some wrong people that did not value us. Did not know who we was. Did not know what God had instilled in us. Used and abused us. Did all kinds of things against us. Yeah. Wanted the money. You gave them the money. And they went off with somebody else. You gave them the money. Some You gave them the, your body. You gave them every part of you. You gave them 100%. They only gave you 2%. That's what this that's what this son did. He went out there in a, in a simple lifestyle and he gave those people everything. He spent all of his money on them, thinking that he could buy friends, thinking that they would think of him differently if he would just spend all of his money on them. No. And when he got into a state to where he was feeding the uh the, the swine in a bad situation. He still hooked himself up with something that was not good for him. Because didn't nobody give to him. Didn't nobody give him love. Didn't nobody give him joy. Didn't nobody give him peace. And they were not long suffering with him. Nobody gave him that. They didn't give him anything. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. How many servants was in his father's house. How many served in his father's house? To where they had an overabundance. I mean, his father treated his servants well. They didn't have to eat no husk. That they would, uh, they didn't have to go near no, no uh, swine. They didn't have to feed no swine. They didn't have to go near filth. They didn't, they didn't have to go in the presence of filth. They didn't have the wrong kind of people around them. See, he, because just think about this. In order to have the righteous living, in order to do this thing, he had to go away from his father's house. That means his father's house had values. His father's house had discipline. His father's house had ethics, instructions, things that he had to follow in order for him to live a sinful type of life. He had to go away from his father's house, backslide, 
go out in the world to do his own thing, to do it the way he thought that it should be done, not the way his father knew it should be done, but the way that he thought it should be done. Isn't it like a child? You tell them that they need to clean up their room and they don't want to clean up their room. You tell them to wash the dishes. They don't want to wash the dishes. And the reason you tell them to wash the dishes so the dishes won't be filthy. If a fly gets into your kitchen and you have and you have food on a plate, and if you leave it in there, it don't take long. You flip that thing over, you might have maggots. You don't clean your room up and you have drops of food in your room. A fly get in there. And if he lays those uh eggs or whatever. If you flip, you when by the time you get there, it's gonna it's gonna turn into some type of bacteria, something unclean. You might have maggots, then you might have roaches. You might have may have something that that will cause your living to be very uncomfortable, very unclean, unclean living. That's what he was doing. He was doing some unclean living, some unholy living. And he had to come to his senses. When he came to his senses, he said, the servants in my father's house. When he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? That means they had an overflow in the father's house. They were servants. So they was doing as they were told, as they they were doing as they were instructed. They were doing the things that... um, that the one that they served told them to do. And because they were good servants, they had bread enough and to spare. So he arose. He was like, he said, they have enough and to spare. And I perish with what? With hunger, with lack. I don't have enough out here in this world. I don't have enough out here. But guess what? He put himself in that situation. He had to come to himself. He had to come to a realization in his mind that this ain't this ain't what it what it should be like. I can go to my father's house and I can eat better than this. See, he chose to be out there in the world. So he had to choose to go back to his father's house. When he came to himself, he chose to go back. Whatever I have to do to please my father, that is what I will do. I don't have to be a son. I'll be a servant. I'll serve you for the rest of my life if I have to. I'll do what you tell me to do. I'll go where you tell me to go. I'll serve however you want me to serve. I'll do it the way you want me to do it. As long as I am in your house. This is and when he came to himself. Okay. At the 18th verse he says, I will arise. And go to my father and will say unto him, Father, 
I have sinned against heaven and before thee. He said, I have sinned. He acknowledged his sin. He said, I'm going to go back and I'm going to acknowledge what I did. I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell him I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against heaven and before thee. Because the word of God tells us to honor our mother and our father. That our days may be long upon the land which the Lord our God gives us. So he knew that everything that he did was against what his father had taught. He knew that. And he did it anyway. But now he's coming back to his father's house. And he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell my father this. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him. He's going to confess his sin to his father. With his mouth. I'm going to say it to him. I'm going to let him know. I'm going to acknowledge it. I have sinned against heaven and you. And, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. You don't even have to call me son. I'm not worthy to be your son. Isn't that like us? Our righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are sinners saved by grace. We have confessed with our mouths the Lord Jesus. Yes, we have confessed with our mouth the Lord Jesus. And we believe in our hearts. That God has raised him from the dead. We confessed him as Lord and Savior over our lives. We believe that he died for our sins. And we believe that God has raised him from the dead. We confess that thing. We know that if it had not been for the Lord, we wouldn't be where we are now. I know I have heard his voice. I know that I have been warned of things, certain things. I know that when I got, when I found myself in a bad situation, that God came through his angels and angelic voice and forewarned me. And I asked for instructions on what to do. And he told me what to do. I'm glad that God still hears a sinner's prayer. I'm so happy that that we are saved by grace. I'm so happy that it's not by works that we're getting into heaven. I'm so happy right now that though I was lost, I'm found. And some of you, though you be lost, God will send a voice your way, will forewarn you, and will instruct you on what to do to get out of your situation. He'll do that because he knows your heart. I'm glad that God knows each one of our hearts. If it was up to man, I wouldn't be here. But because I serve an awesome God, because I serve an almighty God, because I serve a God who sent his son, for God so loved the world, 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm so glad I serve him. The one who loves me so much that though I was in a world of mess, he brought me out. Though I was in my sin, he forgave me. Though I did some wrong stuff, he brought me back on in and he taught me his way. The straight and narrow way that I may not take the broad path again. It says that he, I will arise. Go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy highest servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And he was yet a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. He ran because the son that was dead is now alive. I thought you was dead. I thought you was gone forever. All of heaven rejoices at a sinner being saved. All of heaven rejoices when you come back. Heaven rejoices at one sinner being saved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can you imagine a crowd, a huge stadium of people rejoicing because you decided to make the right decision and come back to the father's house? All of heaven rejoicing because though you made some wrong decisions in your life, though you was out there in a backslidden situation, though you decided that you wanted all of what, what you needed, what you wanted at the time, all of all of your inheritance at the time. And you went out there and you did some crazy stuff and you found yourself in a situation that you thought you could not get out of. But it came to your heart and your mind came to your heart that I can go back to God. I can go back to my father's house. In this time, I'm going to do it the right way. And he has compassion on you. And when he sees you afar, you run into him, but he run into you. Because now you're not lost anymore. You're found. You're not dead. You're alive. That which was dead is alive. You was dead in spirit. Come alive in spirit. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf. And kill it and let us eat and be merry for this. My son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. They began to rejoice the servants. They began to rejoice. The father thought he was dead. 
that he wouldn't have a chance at living. Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. So these people had the audacity to not only kill the fatted calf, not only bring a ring here, put it on his put it on his finger, bring some shoes, put it on his feet, because right now he's in a, he was looking poorish. <laughs> he was looking poor. I mean, he was looking unhealthy. He was looking dismangled. He was he was just looking just just crazy right about now. Bring a robe for him. In other words, put the proper clothing on him. Put the proper shoes on him. Put the ring on his finger. Restore him to his position. Give him the benefits of a son again. Did all of that. But somebody who has sinned against him took, took his money out there, did some riotous living. But now he welcomes him back in. He forgives him. He forgives him. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. He forgave him of all his sins. He forgave him for leaving before, before, Before he could collect before he could he could collect what was due him after his father's passing. Or for collecting before the father's passing. He collected. Yes, I, I have to correct that right there. Um, because I'm, I'm not going to go back and retape and all of that. So he left before he could collect after. The father's passing. He collected prior to whatever he would get after the father's passing. What he would normally get after the father's passing. He collected prior to. Prior to. Isn't it like some of us want to collect before it's time? We want to collect it. Before it's time for us to get it. And that's what he did. He collected it before it was time for him to get it. And then when he got it, he messed it up. And so I guess God's telling him, go, go this route right here. Let them know that sometimes we try to collect before it's time to collect. We get it before it's time for us to get it. And then when we get it, we mess it up. And then guess what? You have to go straight back to point A. Point, the first point. 
out of all of what he did, he took what he would he was not supposed to have before time. And he took it out there and he messed it up, messed it up. And then he had to what? He had to turn right back around and go back to his father's house. And he said, I'll be a servant. But his father restored him to his position. He didn't have to go the way of a servant. He came the way of a son. Jesus gives us the power to become sons of God. Yes, we may serve. Because Jesus is our example. And he came as a servant. He served. He did the will of the Father. He did the will of the Father. So yes, this, this prodigal son went out there and he with, with the things that he wasn't supposed to have at that time. He did that. Wasn't supposed to have it at that time. But he took it out there and he messed it up. He said, but they brought that fatted calf and, and they put that ring on his finger. They put that robe on, put the shoes on his feet. Called all the servants together. They made merry. They were happy. He says, and he's okay. And he called one of the servants and asked what thing, what these things meant. So the elder brother saw the saw the people and they were a lot. Of, it was a lot of music going on, a lot of dancing going on. It says, and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, thy brother is come and thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. Say, so have received him safe and sound. You didn't die in your sin. Oh, what a day it is to rejoice that we didn't die in our sins. Went out there, did some stupid stuff, making moves before it was time, and we didn't die in our sins. Taking up our, taking up our own our ideas of how it should be. He thought he knew how it should be, but it turned out he didn't know how it should be. So he had to return to his father's house. And when he came back, came back and was restored to sonship. And his elder brother, he was angry. When the backslider comes back into the church and the church knows the backslider's business, then some of the church members get mad. Especially when what? When people treat them as though they didn't do anything. They did it. Yes, they did. But they are sorrowful for what they did. They actually repented. It's a difference if you're going to do the same stuff over and over again. It's a difference between doing it over again or being, being uh, very sorry for what you did. And you repent of what you did. And you mean it. I said, I meant that. I meant, I meant that when I said, forgive me for all that I have done. For I have sinned against you and heaven. Heaven and you. Lord God, I, I sinned against you. Forgive me of my sins. 
Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, make me whole. All I need is a touch from you, Lord God. Forgive me. Create within me a clean heart. Renew the right spirit. Create within me a clean heart. Renew within me the right spirit, O oh God. Why? It's what David would say. Because I don't want his spirit to be taken from me. I know you don't want his spirit to be taken from you. You want to remain in the house of God. In his house. You want to remain a temple of the Holy Ghost. Know ye not that you are a temple of the Holy Ghost. It said, and he was angry. This is the brother. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Come on in. Let's celebrate the fact that your brother who was dead is now alive. I thought he was dead, but he's alive. I'm grateful that he didn't die out there amongst strangers. I'm grateful that he didn't die out there in his sin. I'm grateful that he didn't die out there and we didn't know where he was and we couldn't find his body and, and body was not returned unto us. I, I, I'm glad that he, was, he wasn't lost forever. I'm glad that, that they didn't die in their sins. I'm glad that they didn't have, uh, that they would, that, that they didn't, I'm glad that they, I'm glad that they did not die in their sins. I stuttered a little bit, but my God, that's good though. That is good right there. I'm glad I didn't die in my sins. To spend an eternity in hell. The lake of fire with Satan and his angels and eternity away from the father who gave his son for my life, who gave me an opportunity to get out. See, God will open that door and he'll give you an opportunity to get out. When you about to sin, he said, uh, there's a door right there. Whether you take the door or not, that's you. When this, when this prodigal son came to him, to his senses, that was his door. My door is to go back. I don't have to live like this. I'm going back to my father's house and I'll be a servant if I have to be. And he said unto him, thy brother is come and thy father have killed the fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound. God has received us safe and sound. And, it's, and, he, and he was angry and would not go in there. For came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father. It's 29th verse. And he answering said to his father. Lo these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time. Thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me. A kid that I might make merry with my friends. You ain't going to get to heaven on your works. He's sitting up there talking about what he done did. What he did. This is a mercy and grace game up in here. This is grace and mercy. That's, that's uh, activated in our lives. The new covenant. Grace and mercy. Built on the love of God. Built on the blood of Jesus. And he talking about what he done did. Yes you did. You did transgress. How did he transgress? He didn't love his brother. He didn't forgive like he should have forgive. 
We must forgive that we may be forgiven. He didn't want to forgive his brother. He wanted to walk in unforgiveness. That's what he wanted to do. He didn't want to love his brother. Yes, he sinned. It wasn't his money. It wasn't the brother's money. He transgressed against the father. And the father forgave him. The father forgave him. Took your money out there. And here I am. I'm still in your house. You're still in the house. But you're still in the house with unforgiveness. You're still in the house. And you don't know how to love nobody. You're still in the house. And, and you don't know how to receive people in, in, in love. Yeah, I saw what they did last night, and here they is in the church today. I knew them then. Do you know them now? He knew his brother then. He knew his mindset then. But do he know him now? Do he, can he see, can take the blinders off? Can, can he see that his brother is godly sorry for what he did? Why? Because when he went out there, he got, he got punished. That lifestyle punished him. That lifestyle tore him to pieces. Because when he came back, he had to be redressed all over again. <laughs> he had to be redressed all over again. <laughs> Just like the children of Israel when it came from that pagan life. They had to be retrained. They had to, the, the law had to be placed back into their hearts. Law of God. Had to be placed back into their hearts. It had to be read to them again. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. How do he know he did all of this? Did he have him followed? Did he know where this son was the whole time? This servant, did he have this man followed? Did he know? Come on. Did he know that his brother was out there struggling like that and thought, good, maybe he'll die? How do he know? He was at the house. He didn't leave. Who, who came back and reported to him where his brother was? Who came back and reported to him what his brother was doing? Word had to come back some kind of way. It had to be told what he was doing. It had to be told where he was go where he was. Did he pray for him? Sent up an offering for him? Ask God to forgive him for his sins? Ask God to bring him back? What did he do the whole time? Did he hate his brother and do and wish that he was dead? He was shocked that he was back. 
said, but as soon, dirty verse says, but as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. But now I'm found, was blind, but now I see, I see, I was lost, but now I'm found, I was blind, but now I see. He was out there in a world of sin. But he came back to his father's house and asked for forgiveness. He was restored. He was forgiven of all of what he had done. The word tells us if we do anything against God, we can be forgiven for that. Do anything against the son, we can be forgiven for that. Blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, we can't be forgiven for that. That's, that's, the, one, that's, that's the one sin we can't be forgiven for. But he sinned against his father. And he was forgiven. And for those who believe that they can't come back, for those who believe I can't come to the church, look at all of what I have done. I can't come back to God. I can't even ask God for forgiveness because you feel like you're lost and that you can't be found. God wants you to come back to him, not to a, a, a pastor not to a teacher, not to an apostle, not to a bishop, but to him. Of course, you uh, should attend the church that preaches the word of God, the holy word of God. But he, he's asking you to come back to him. Come to Jesus. Just now, confess Jesus with your mouth. You understand that he died for your sins. And you understand that when he was dead and buried, that God raised him from the dead. Now he's seated on the right hand side of the Father. And we're seated with him in, in heavenly places. You can confess it right now. Say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, I receive Jesus as my Savior. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I give you my life. Teach me your way, O oh God. Put it on the tablets of my heart. That I depart not from your way again. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This has been Encouraging Moments with Marilyn. I pray that something was said. That will encourage you. To receive Jesus as your Savior.
that will that has encouraged you to know that God loves you, encourage you to know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, to encourage you to know, though you messed up, royally messed up, God will still receive you into his kingdom if you confess your sins with your mouth. He is faithful and just to forgive you of those sins. Just know this, that God is love. That's all he knows how to do. And he loves you in spite of. He loved all of us in spite of what we did. In spite of the sin that we committed. He, he loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Thinking about the thief on the cross. The one that said this man hadn't done anything. But we, we deserve to be hung on this cross because we are thieves. We did it. And then... He said, he asked Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, could you please remember me? And he said, this day you will be with me in paradise. Just like that, an instant on the cross. Because God knew his heart. Knew the heart of that man. That's why the father was so happy that his son did not die in his sin. The sin to spend everlasting in hell. But when he died, he will lift open his eyes and be in the bosom of Abraham and be in the kingdom of God. So, like I said before, this has been Encouraging Moments, Meryl, and I pray that something has encouraged you on today that you be made whole in Jesus' name. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.